Hello, I'm Adam Pacitti, and you're listening to Ringmasters. You love it. What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Ringmasters podcast. My name is Austin, as always, and joined with me is my friend Chad, who is not in the studio with us. He's currently calling in through Skype because he is snowed in currently. Yes, I'm joining us via, in typical wrestling fashion, I'm joining in via satellite today. Yep, exactly. You are you are channeling your inner Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Absolutely. calling in via satellite. For all you Star Wars fans, it looks like Planet Hoth outside my house right now. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, no, I'm, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a couple AT-AT walkers just outside. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty rough, you know? It is, I, no, I'm, honestly. It, t- it took me about, like, ten minutes to get my car fully cleaned off so I could actually drive out of my uh, area. And everyone's going, like, 20 miles an hour. Because even though we live in Michigan, like, nobody can learn how to drive in the snow as soon as the first big snowfall call- comes. Right, well, my big problem was like, you know, my car just wouldn't move. Like I had my car cleared off, warm. It was like a sun in my car and it was so hot. But I had I let it run and then I went to back out and just nothing. I was just like, oh, no. Damn. Yeah, I got lucky, though. So I was able to make it in. Grant was able to make it in. So we're all good. Despite the circumstances, we're still going to give you another edition of Ringmasters. Um, if that doesn't deserve some subscriptions, nothing will. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> be sure to subscribe with that. Um, but in terms of this week's Raw and SmackDown, um, you may disagree with me um, with this, but I found this, this week to be a slog. I think the only thing colder than the weather outside were the Raw and SmackDown yep. this week. You, you're, to- <laughs> you're totally right, brother. Um, I wish they got snowed in. Yeah, honestly, yeah. And and it's it's kind of sucky, too, considering the fact that one of the the smack this was the go home show for SmackDown for night for Clash of Champions, and while one of the matches have me the main event has me slightly interested, um, at least that is if the main event's going to be the one with uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon being special guest referees for Sammy and Kevin versus Shinsuke and Randy Orton. I'm a, I don't know if that'll be the main event or if they'll actually give the main event to AJ and and Jinders, uh, but um. Other than that, like, this show looks very... This is the definition of a B show. Possibly, yeah. lean, possibly leaning towards a C show. Yeah, it's it's a weird card, you know? It's, it's Clash of Champions, but yet, like, the main event probably isn't going to be a championship match. I'm, like, pretty sure the tag match is the main event. Yeah, and yeah, oh, yeah, that's, that's the other thing, too. I gotta, I gotta, I totally forgot. Yeah, the tag titles a match I'm very excited for. Yeah, the tag titles should be good. Um... And 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 you know I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping the world the WWE championship match is good too. Um, the women's lumberjack match seems interesting just because of all the components in it. Um, but man, the rest of the card sounds Ex- kind of horrible. Exactly, <laughs> and and especially for Monday Night Raw, considering the fact that next week we can't really expect a very great show for next week. Considering, well, actually no, not next week, but the, in two weeks because that Raw is going to be coming to us on. Good old, good old thanks, Christmas Day. So Yes, but John Cena will be there. That was confirmed. Of course, yeah. Maybe we'll do another storyline where Santa gets run over by a car. Yes, and instead of Alberto Del Rio, this time it's Kalisto. Kalisto driving the car. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Make it be JBL. Bring JBL back go. just so he can run over Santa. Sorry, I thought it was Moro. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> 
So yeah, we opened up uh, we opened up Monday Night Raw this week with Samoa Joe doing a promo calling out Roman Reigns to fight him without his Shield brothers. He wanted him to prove to him that he could actually fight on his own without his Shield friends. Roman comes out, they start brawling, but Sheamus and Cesaro come out to help out Joe, and then the Shield comes out and they start fighting with them. But uh, Joe and the Bar end up coming out the victors in this brawl. Um, I don't know if this is supposed to be building towards a match between the Shield. I'm assuming this match is going to be the Shield versus the Bar and Samoa Joe. But I, but that seems like a match that you could put on Monday Night Raw, like a like a future Raw, since Raw's next pay per view is going to be co pay per viewing with uh, Royal Rumble. So I feel like it, th- this is what they're trying to build a little bit towards. But do- I say keep that off of Royal Rumble because you want these guys to actually be defending or going for their championships. I agree. You know, I think, well, first, before I, before I get into that, I just want to say the, the improvisational skills of Samoa Joe during this, like when he was waiting for Roman to come out back while, while he was waiting for them to do that horrible segment of them being like, let's go get the big dog. And then like, it felt like 20 minutes going by. And then Roman's like, Oh, I'm here. Oh, it's Samoa Joe. I got this. And then I felt like another like 20 minutes of him coming out. Like, I don't know if, if he had script for that, but it sounded, it felt like it was like, improv like it felt like he was just like oh, come on come on come out like and if that was the case that was some really good improvisational skills but yes i agree with you i think that you know if they're gonna do the six man that should be the go home to rumble have roman joe for the ic belt uh belt at rumble and then have just dean and ambrose in the rumble match i think that's the way to go you think so instead of having them go for the tag titles again yeah, because we've seen Sheamus versus Cesaro, or Sheamus, Cesaro, and Ambrose and Rollins. I feel like a hundred times now, um, and you know, I, I'm I'm frankly done with seeing it. Um, and it doesn't matter who you throw in as the third person, whether it's The Miz or Samoa Joe or Bob ba- or Bob Bagwell, whoever it is. Like I'm done seeing it. You know, I'm I'm good. Yeah, but that that's the thing though is that like even if we say that we don't want to see it, I feel like they want to just make it so that the Shield are holding titles. Like every single member of the Shield is holding a title. I feel like that's well, what the, that's what they're gonna try to build towards. And that's fine, but they should really add a third team to it. You know, like make it a triple threat match. Put in I don't know Slater and Rhino. Put Slater and Rhino in it. Let. Let let them take the ball. Do something different. Something yeah. different because I'm over it. No, yeah, I agree with you. It's just it's just week after week after week. It, it's it's just overexposure. It's like that's the thing. They don't give time for these tag teams to breathe. So they throw all their matches for their tag teams right at you every single week. So they just blow through them. Like and then there's like, well, we already did all the tag team matches. Let's do them singles competitors. And yeah. No, it's 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 same old, same old, and it's just boring, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's pretty boring. Yeah, but going off of that, we had the first match of the night: Bailey and Mickey James versus Paige and Mandy Rose. Um, so they came. Paige and Mandy Rose came out cutting a promo. I want to say, does every single stable or tag team want to be, have a train? Because first we had the Zoe train, then Paige talked about the Absolution train. I mean, can we knock it off? Can we not come up with a better nickname? Can't we just say Absolution is causing a revolution? Like, oh, I like that. Yeah, I think I feel like that would be even better than just saying the Absolution train is coming through. Bed today. Or just, the Absolution station wagon. 
Oh my god. <laughs> yes, the Absolution horses are pulling the Absolution state wag- station wagon into the Absolution uh, city or something. Yes, yes, the city of Absolution. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to comment on the fact that Mandy Rose is possibly one of the worst mic workers I've seen in a very long time. I agree. That her promo was so bad. It was. I really, I would really like to see her and Dana Brooke shoot on each other. Oh my god! Like the, 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 the battle, the battle of skills. the the battle of the blonde horrible speakers. <laughs> I feel it. Yeah, and then it just and that that would be what WWE would do beforehand before their whole women's revolution thing. They'd just have those two go at each other, cat fighting with each other, possibly being in a relationship with one of the other superstars each, and then they start fighting, and then their boyfriends separate it, and then they're like, we're going to fight at this show. They love it. We mm-hmm. should definitely keep doing this. Exactly. We should keep doing this. Let's bring the bra and panties matches back. Oh, Vince McMahon, damn it. But, yeah, so there was a uh, – Paige ends up get, kicking Mickey in the head while the referee is distracted, and Paige and Mandy Rose end up getting uh, the victory. Um, I'm not going to lie. This was pretty bad um, in terms of, like, in terms of, like, just the match structure itself and not to mention it's just kind of, like – I don't know. I just wasn't really thrilled with this match. Maybe that promo just took a lot out of me, but like it was just like um like like it was just it was just I don't know. I was just really disappointed with what they cuz like it seems like Paige is the only one of Absolution who knows how to cut a promo cuz while Sonya Deville did a decent job where she was like something like square she need to square up and like, and there was like a the crowd was pretty ridiculous because they were like, "Oh shit, she said that," but like she had at least like some intimidation to her. Mandy just sounded like a child. And I think a big problem with it is it's just they called these they called these people up too early. Like that's a, entirely what it is. You could have had Paige have a, a stable with um, the iconic duo of of Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, and it would be awesome. I agree. You know, I think, I think that'd be. I think that would be awesome. You know, they they they're a team. You know, you can't have you can have one of them going after like the NXT title, uh, but not the other, and that works. Or you could put them both in a stable where they can both shine with an established star that can also um, re- put them to the next level. I really think that's the way to go. You could have had Mandy and Sonya Deville like stay down in developmental, develop, become awesome as well, and then bring them up. Later, like you didn't have to do this right now. No, I agree, and I think uh, now that you say, yeah, having the iconic duo of Peyton Royce and uh, oh god, what I forgot her name, Billy Kay. Billy Kay, I feel terrible. Billy Kay, Billy Kay, and Peyton Royce having those two come up and be with Paige, I felt feel like would have been even better because, like, first of all, yeah. those those two already work amazing with each other, and I feel like Paige could just play off with it so much more than what Sonya and Mandy are giving them because it just seems like Paige is doing her own thing while she has her two buddies just trailing behind her. Right, and if, you know, and on the inevitable day when the absolution dissolves, because everything dissolves, you know, the iconic duo is still the iconic duo, and they will be just fine. Yeah, it could just be like, yeah, Paige could just like, Paige could turn babyface or something like that, and iconic duo could take her out, or it could be the opposite way. Whatever you want, whatever you want to do. But like, whereas, whereas now, if Paige were to, like, if, if Paige were to get injured, or if they ever ran an absolution breakup angle, I don't think Mandy and Sonya would have enough to to really succeed. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. So, I mean, I'm hoping for the best for these for this team, but I'm not. From what I saw this week, it wasn't very promising. But coming into the best part of Monday Night Raw, we had Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy with a second promo. Um, this time, they added the addition of every time they cut to Matt Hardy, it would have like this little like network "I am woken" thing show up, and then glass breaking. So Bray Wyatt goes, I'm here, and then Matt Hardy's like, I am woken in his ridiculous voice. It was kind it was pretty much very similar to last week's promo. However, it was funny how he was like like Bray Wyatt was like, This guy is a uh this guy is like a is is leading you to the leading you to the slaughter. He's leading you lambs or you cows to the slaughter. And then Br- Matt Hardy just goes, Moo. <laughs> um uh Again, like it was still incredibly funny because Matt was hamming it up like a motherfucker, just like <laughs> just like laughing like a psychopath. Like it was still funny. Um, my only thing is that we need to mix it up next week. We can't do this a third time in a row because then it's gonna seem like this is all we're going to do for a while. I feel See, like now there needs to be like some like actual like. Like, what they should do is, like, a lot of people who didn't watch TNA or aren't indie marks don't know what the hell is going on with Matt Hardy. So, why not produce some of the similar, like, stuff that TNA did where you show Matt Hardy in his woken wisdom and his background and just showing all of this crazy stuff he does. So that way people you know? so that way people can understand exactly what is what is going on with Matt Hardy. Like what you did with Bray Wyatt when he first started to show up like they had him showing him in the, his compound in his rocking chair with the with the with with um Gallows I mean not with Gall- with uh, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Like you showed all these crazy things and like these backs these incra- crazy segments. Do that with Matt Hardy. Yeah. You know, one of the uh, one of the things that made broken Matt Hardy um, was just in TNA was was just it looked like everything that he did was completely and utterly his own. And even at first glance, when you thought it was dumb, like it was still magic. And I really think like I don't know how much of the of the broken Hardy you saw in TNA, but they had the spot where he had the lake of reincarnation when he kicked people in it. Um, they would like resurface with like prior gimmicks. Like he kicked Gregory Helms in it, and he came back as uh, Shane from five uh, from three count. And then he they were like, "What the hell is this?" and pushed him back in. And then he came out as Hurricane. And I think it'd be really funny if they did a spot where. You know, when, like, he pushes Bray into the Lake of Reincarnation. And he becomes and Husky Harris. And he's Husky Harris. That'd be hilarious. And they could do things like that. Like, you need to bring back Vanguard 1 and Skarsgar and uh, Senior Benjamin. You, and bring back the piano music. Like, bring back everything that Have him play a broken. violin. Exactly. Have have him make do everything that made uh, Broken Matt, like, awesome. And and they will do well. I agree that they shouldn't do a similar thing to what they did uh, last two weeks. But I definitely think uh, keeping them separate is still uh, the best move. Um, but I would give both of them like almost a little mini movies that they did with um, that they did in TNA. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, both of them should get those too. So yes. that way that you can build off of both of them. So like you can have. You can have Bray with his super serious, like, I'm spooky gimmick and do all these crazy stuff like you used to when he first started to introduce him. Um, and then you could do those silly, those ridiculous, silly, but at the same time creepy and hysterical um, Broken Matt Hardy gimmicks and those Broken Matt Hardy vignettes that you, that TNA did. And 
from what I've seen, what I, what I've seen online is that uh, Vince McMahon has given Matt Hardy fully full control of where this storyline goes. Good. Just out of curiosity, you know, this is pretty lackluster Raw and SmackDown, so I feel like, like you said, or before we record it, we'll probably fly through it. So, real quick, how would you book uh, this feud? Um, in terms of this feud, I would say keep them separated until Royal Rumble. You can have, you could possibly have Broken Matt Hardy do a one match before, one match before the uh, Bray Wyatt match uh, against like someone like maybe Heath Slater, and like have him be his broken brilliance and his woken wisdom and just be like ridiculously crazy. Have him debut with new music, like do all this kind of stuff, and then have Bray Wyatt. Um, and then have Bray Wyatt continue to do his vignettes, but, but um, have like have like a moment where like one of those vignettes gets like like say Bray Wyatt is cutting one of his promos inside the middle of the ring with his lantern, and then just broken broken flashes on the screen, and then you just see Matt Hardy up on the screen, and then he's just like just shouts delete 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 constantly, and then appears behind him, and then Bray run runs away. So like you can show that Bray Wyatt is actually afraid of broken Matt, of woken Matt Hardy because he doesn't know what he's dealing with. This is something that he's not used to. Yeah, I would. I would do something similar. I would not have. I would keep Matt uh, completely off TV, just doing pro- video packages and promos. And then at Royal Rumble, that's when you debut the piano. He shows up. Uh, he's broken, Matt. And then they fight. Bro- broken or woken, Matt. And then Bray Wyatt. And then Matt goes over. Obviously, he has to go over. And then after that, you spend the rest of the then that next month, whatever pay per view uh, Raw has next is a fast lane. You spend the build up to fast lane, Matt just being like broken and just doing like just mini matches to like fill time. Um, and if you need to like take, if the plan isn't to do the IC versus the uh, universal championship, find a way to get the IC belt on Matt just by having him, maybe him show up for a Roman like open challenge or something, have him somehow get the belt on him and make it seem and, and just have Bray doing video packages of him being like, like, in like the Wyatt compound, like going insane and being like, "What must, what must I do to, to, to beat the Woken One?" And then like, and then the like the two weeks before Fastlane, uh, Matt like wh- like defends his belt, and then all of a sudden like, bah, the Wyatt video package, and it shows Bray Wyatt, and he says like, "Woken Matt, like I was, I, I may not have been able to beat beat you before, but I called upon uh, my inner." My inner demon, mm-hmm. and then and then you pull the switch on Sister Abigail. I did, I did, I did enjoy the fact that B- B- Matt uh, explained, yeah, about the Sister Abigail idea. How Sister Abigail yeah. was a normal girl, but was cursed, and exactly. now lives inside the vessel that is Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that was cool. And then so while and then once Bray becomes Sister Abigail, you have Sister Abigail cut the promo on Matt and be like, you know, you know, we we have we've got we have fought side by side and we have fought wars together and, and this will be no different and then instead of having a match of fast lane you do a giant like movie like they did for like the final deletion and it's just them two fighting in the in the hardy compound just going back and forth that's when you could do the funny sister abigail to husky harris spot you could have all the 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 madness that made that stuff good and then at wrestlemania is when and, and have bray wyatt get the better end of matt in that video and then the Blow off could be Sister Abigail versus Woken Matt, some kind of gimmick match if you want at WrestleMania. That's how I would book that. 
Yeah, that's the that's the thing I think uh, is that um this this storyline and this feud and just the idea that Woke and Matt Hardy has finally arrived. There's so much stuff we can do with this, and like our 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 fantasy booking minds will run wild of all the crazy shit that Matt Hardy will do in WWE now that and, he is yeah. now that he's fully woken. My only my only wish is that WWE does not fall, fall off, off this. this this idea that Matt Hardy is not over because he absolutely is because well, we don't need we don't need a Finn Balor situation with this with this sort of thing we need to realize that Bray Wyatt I mean Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy know what they're doing especially Bray, I feel like Matt Hardy and I think Bray has an idea of what to do with this kind of crazy storyline so I feel like give them control give them the chance to shine and they will produce wonderful stuff I agree, and I really, I really think this could not only like help the WWE. Like, obviously, Broken Matt was over; he is over, and he is going to be. He's going to be probably one of the most popular guys in the company once this is over with. But I think this could only help if done right. Put Bray Wyatt back on the map as far as this guy is a, is a, is someone to be taken seriously. I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, continuing on with Monday Night Raw from that, we had Finn Balor versus the other member of the of the, the Mistourage, the Axeman, Curtis Axel. I mean, I asked for this. I can't really complain too much about this because I asked for this last week, and I got it. Uh, he still wears his neck brace, and then the Mistourage ends, ends up mocking his entrance, like throwing their hands in the air and starts laughing. Um, it was a really quick win for Finn Balor. Um, I just... Yeah, it's just every I see that and I'm like, okay, he's won, he's beaten the Mistourage now. Put him in a f- segment with someone else, please, like a legitimate one. Like Kurt Hawkins. No, my God, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. So then a Kane cut a promo that I didn't pay attention to because I didn't care. Because like it was building up to the main event tonight that um, uh, the main event tonight where it was gonna be uh, Kane versus Braun Strowman. Um, so. Kane cut a promo. I didn't pay attention to it. Then Seth Rollins faced Sheamus. Again, very little paid attention to this match. It just felt like this Raw was... I felt at this point that this Raw was such a repeat. And I was like, oh, look. The tag teams between the Shield and the Bar are facing off, but it's one member versus one member. And I was just like, I don't care. I just... And it was a shame too because Seth the, the match was the match was pretty decent. Like I was watching it and I, I remember thinking to myself, if this, this match would have just been like the first time they fought or like not the one hundredth time, I I would have considered it a really good match. But because I feel like I've seen this for you know ever since I you know got became a became a sixteen year old and got my driver's license, I feel <laughs> like I've seen this you know for all the years in between there, yeah. and I just didn't like it. Like mm-hmm. it was just like it was like. Can we not do anything different in our tag divisions? Do we have to keep these guys so in their own lane that they can't go anywhere else? It's you kind of have, ridiculous. You could have just as easily have not had this match, and and all the other random filler matches between them over the past few weeks, and uh-huh. put like and put two other tag teams in there. And by this time, you would have a tag team ready in the wing to take on whichever one of those guys you decided to go over at the feud. You got to remember too that Sheamus and Cesaro were thrown into each, thrown into a tag team after their best of 7 series. So these guys right. were just thrown into a tag team and then they became a great tag team. So why not we try this again? If you can do it once, there's plenty of reasons to say that you could do it again. I agree. I I still think I don't know why like 
Titus O'Neil and Titus Brand. Like, why is Akira Tozawa and Apollo Crews not a team? Why is you know what I mean? Why are you not having Titus O'Neil and Apollo team? As, as when it, when and not fight Samoa Joe. They did show they did show Titus worldwide actually backstage, but it was only so Braun could interrupt him and run past him. She they made um they made uh, Dana Brooke like head of statistics or something like that for Titus worldwide, and that was just so the get Good Brothers could come in and say, "What do we call people who work with statistics?" Nerds! Oh, them, them. What are they doing? Exactly. Like you could. Bar versus Gallows and Anderson writes itself. Boom. Turn him babyface. Oh, just so turn annoying. Him, just turn him babyface. It's like there's nothing. They're they're doing nothing right now. Just turn him babyface, and then well, you Gallows can actually and Anderson, do stuff. I I probably would have already have asked for my release if I'm being honest. Oh yeah. I, I mean, like, like, listen, I, I, fam, Wrestle Kingdom's coming up. I exactly. Get my like they could easily just return at Wrestle Kingdom. Like that's it. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, um, then we got the big thing that we were looking forward to um, since the news came out. Uh, instead of the scheduled match between Drew Gulak and Rich Swan, due to Rich Swan's oh, no. stupidity and his yeah. horrible actions, it became a second chance fatal four way between Cedric Alexander, Tony Tony Nice, Mustafa Ali, and Arya Davari. And Cedric came out on top. This was a good match, yeah. and all is right in the world, in my opinion. Cedric yeah, Alexander, you know Cedric Alexander is getting a shot for the number one contendership for the cruiserweight title, and I expect him to go over next week um, when he faces Drew Gulak because I don't see Gulak winning this, and I expect Cedric to go over, and I expect Cedric to win the cruiserweight championship, and then I yeah. expect Cedric to run wild. Yeah, well, Rich Swan, you know, the whole Rich Swan situation, you know, sucks. Like, he did a very bad thing, and, you know, it is just a bad situation. But if anything, but if Cedric Alexander, like, getting, like, taking advantage of the opportunity, getting himself over, and getting, like, some degree of success, like, at least, at least something good came from it. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah, that's the thing, too, is that, like, Cedric already looked like he was trying to grab the ball and run with it when he had his little after-match promo because he was speaking with passion when he was saying, I'm going to be the next Cruiserweight champion. He spoke with, like, fire in his heart, and I'm like, yes, this is what you should be. And this is how, like, and people know how good you are. And I'm like, if you can just do a really, really good match against Drew Gulak and then come out on top, the crowd will be 100% behind you going up against Enzo. However, I don't think he's going to win. I want him to win. I don't know I if he will, but I want him to win. He'll beat Gulak. That's a given. But I feel like he will lose to Enzo um, because I feel like they really want to give the Cruiserweight Championship match. Uh, again, I really think they want to give that win to Hideo Itami, who's going to debut next week. Um, however, I would not be surprised if they do end up having a like a multi-man Cruiserweight ladder match or something. Yeah. And and Cedric winning then. I would not be surprised if that happened. That would that I would be okay with that honestly. Me too. So then, after that, we had an Intercontinental Championship match between Cesaro and Roman Reigns. Now, this match was strong, but it bothered me for the main reason that Cesaro threw absolutely everything at Roman Reigns did everything he possibly could, put on an incredible hell of a performance, and then it's like one spear and he's out. Yeah, well, I mean, that's 
that's the gimmick, right? We got to get Roman's spear to be as deadly as we can, so that when he hits Brock with it, he uh, he'll be he'll pin the 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 Beast and Conqueror. And yeah, I mean, this match was really good. Um, I think if this would have been on a pay per view, um, it would have been one of those matches where we said it was match of the night, uh, and it was definitely match of the night uh, for Raw. But yeah, I mean. I just kind of felt. You knew going in what you were going to get. Yeah, I I, I knew Roman was going to go out on top, but I would have liked to have seen. I don't know. It's just my thing that like Cesaro is built up as one of the is pound for pound one of the strongest wrestlers in the company, Um, but he still falls to the spear and just won. That's the thing. It just bothers me. I'm like, if Roman can kick out of like. Four like like he can kick out of a shit ton of uppercuts and he can kick out of a sh- he can he cannot tap out to the sharpshooter he can last the swing and the neutralizer and all this kind of stuff. Why does uh, why does he get to kick out of other people's finishers but Cesaro can't kick out of like say one spear? Right, but like we're lucky. Be- well, I guess Cesaro's lucky because he's at the end of the day, you know, he's still a champion. And you know, when when Roman beat Jason Jordan, you know, at the end of the day. His dad's still Kurt Angle. You know, when he gets to the point to where he starts beating guys that aren't um, already wrapped up in angles because of that Intercontinental Championship title thing, like, I think that will be will be more detrimental to people's characters than him. Like, can you imagine if they did, like, Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns next week and then Roman wins with one spear? Oh, like, I, yeah, it, it, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. No. It would just be or if like, they yeah. did like Broken Matt versus Roman next week and Roman oh, just destroys God. it. Like as I'm saying, like the people that they, I, I think they're doing great at selecting the people for Roman to face because they're picking guys that can afford to lose. Um, my biggest thing is when they run out of guys who can afford to lose, they're gonna start giving it to guys who can't lose, and then when that happens, um, you know, bad things could be in store. Exactly, that is incredibly true. So after a worthless Braun Strowman promo, um, we had Oscar. Rematch, I'm getting a rematch against Alicia Fox again. But Fox doesn't come out. Um, Absolution ends up coming out, and like she's like, I wonder what happened to Foxy. And she's not even like knocked out on the ground. She's like standing with a referee looking at her arm, and she's just that, like rubbing it. And I'm that like, The entire video was just so uncomfortable. I was just like, What the hell are you doing? Like, that doesn't like. You did this already, but now you're just like, My arm hurts. It makes it seem like she was faking it. And the ref kept calling her Foxy, and it was it was like he's like, it's okay, Foxy. You can go to the hospital. It's okay, Foxy. It's yeah. Just like, call her Alicia, or like, oh, don't know. Oh, exactly. So like, like, why, like, why, why do referees use nicknames for their wrestlers? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But Paige says, no one, not even you, can stop Absolution. And then Absolution finally attacks Oscar. Asuka actually starts fighting back very well and even locks an armbar on Paige, but then the numbers game is too much for even Asuka. And then the Raw, the entire Raw Women's Division comes out to save Asuka, including the Raw Women's Champion Alexa Bliss. And including Nia Jax. We're not even going to touch on that right now. <laughs> who, who is in the hottest angle of the, sh- of the company, I think. Dude, I'm telling you right now, you're, you're batshitting crazy. All right. Well, that's, that's all right. Yep. And uh, I saw a thing today that said, because that match was for the number one contendership for, to face Brock at the Rumble. That was, yes. Yeah. And I heard that they're they're going to go with a triple threat match between Brock, 
Braun and Kane. Now, here's my only question. Um, considering that we've turned this into a triple threat match and it's not a one-on-one, what is stopping you from making it a fatal four-way and putting Finn Balor in the match? Yeah, and and especially, especially, it, it kind of makes sense because Kane, Kane was like feuding with with Finn Balor for like a he few. Beat like, him, he beat him like twice. He, yeah, he attacked him. Like, to, like two he weeks DQ'd ago. him. Yeah. So like you could do that. You could have, very easily have Finn come out next week and be like, you know, Kurt. I mean, I'm still owed my championship match. And Kane has, uh, like, me and Kane have a bit of a pass, like, two weeks ago. You know, give me a match tonight. If I win, I'm in the I'm in the match. You can do Kane versus Finn. Finn will win. And then, yeah, Fiddle 4-Way writes itself. Exactly. And then at least... They won't do that, though. Then it, yeah, I know they won't. But at least you could, like, give Finn Balor the chance to shine instead of not even giving him a chance to, to show you that, one, he's over, and, two, he deserves the Universal Championship. You haven't even given him a shot. You've just cut him down. Like, stopped him dead in his tracks. Like, this would be, like, if you signed... If you were in the NBA and you signed this rookie coming out of, like, Michigan State or something who's, like, one of the hottest free agents going into the draft, one of the hottest, super, one of the hottest, like, small forward, like, he's got the perfect size, can get into the paint, drive in, dunk like a mother trucker, and just do all, great shooter, great on defense, does everything so well. So Ben Simmons. Yeah, sure. Ben Simmons. Yeah, why not? So he does all this stuff amazingly, and then you shoot him in the foot before his first game. Oh, this is just like Ben Simmons. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly what's happened to Finn Balor. We're not even giving him a chance. We're yeah. not even giving him a chance. He never had a chance to show off him, him as a champion because he got injured. Now he's healthy. Like, if you're scared about Finn Balor getting injured again, then get the title on him as soon as possible. Yeah. It sucks. You know, it really it really is unfortunate because I don't know where they see that Finn is not over. Finn Balor is definitely over. I mean, he might not be, you know. I, I even think he is. I was just going to say, I don't think he's like John Cena levels of over, but I mean, I really think he does, He could be. I think he's very close to being that. And I really think a, a, a feud with Brock would have really helped him. And, you know, it sucks that we're not going to get that. Um, if hopefully the, he has a good Rumble showing. Because that's the thing, too, is that if there was anybody to help build up Finn Balor, like, as being a legitimate it's threat, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman would do that wonderfully. He'd be like, but we're not facing Finn Balor. We're facing the demon and then like yeah. he can just do all these crazy things and even like poke fun at it is like just because finn balor puts on some makeup and some paint means he can defeat the beast yeah and then have him and then have the demon finn interfere and then do something where he like gives brock a coup de gras or yeah, something like you can have paul hammond do the rain be doing his reigning defending undisputed wwe universal champion and then you just hear boom boom and then you just, like, the red lights show up, and then, like, Finn Balor shows up in his demon getup, and he can just point at Brock Lesnar. Yeah, or coup de gras Brock, and then, like, have Brock be, like, stretchered out with, like, broken ribs or yeah, something. Or, like, yeah, swing blade him, and then, like, coup de gras him. Yeah, you could, like, it, it works. It and does. It's, and it sucks that we're not going to get that. You know, and you know why exactly why we're getting that. Because as King Ross, as Ross would say from Cultaholic, Vince oh, no. McMahon, McMahon likes, likes big, big sweaty, sweaty men. men. 
no. It's it's. I mean, look at that. You got Braun Strowman, Kane, Brock Lesnar. Now, like, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I would have been I would have been just as fine if they would have did Brock Braun too. I think I was like the only person that liked their match. Um, however, I and I would have been okay with Brock versus. Yeah, I wouldn't be okay with Brock versus Kane, but like the triple <laughs> threat, it's just weird. It's it's just weird. It it, it, it really, really is honestly, honestly. It's and it's just, just like, like like who the like where did Kane even come from? Like oh, I, I, still, I failed my governor run. Now I'm back. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's like, like I'm, I'm going, going to I'm going to be the pure the real monster in WWE. WWE. Also, vote for me and ma- for, for my mayor election, election. Yeah. which he failed. And, and like they have him show up, you know, and and now that you now understand that one of the reasons why Finn isn't over is because like he wasn't like him Kane beating Finn now was like it was a ludicrous decision, and now Kane is like in the main event at Rumble, and it's insane to me. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like what you said. Like he's not over because of you guys. Like you yeah. had him take the loss to Kane when you were building up the storyline between Kane and Braun Strowman. So you shoved Kane down to the to the to the lower mid card. Wow, you pushed up guys like Kane, Braun Strowman. And this entire thing is weird. Like, what? Out of all the people who are in feuds, Braun and Kane are number one content. Like, though those are like. Like, come on! Like, not the guy who just won the Intercontinental Championship. Like, he's not your number one contender. Or the t- one of the four guys who've been hot potato in the tag team championships. They're uh-huh. not number one contender. It just doesn't make sense to me. Why? Yeah. Why Braun and Kane? What have they done to earn a number one contender spot? Exactly. I mean, Braun. Braun necessarily has done good work the last this year. He's this has been been Braun's best work oh, in, like all year. Yeah, like worker wise, Braun is awesome. I'm just saying, kayfabe wise, and this last like month or two, what has Braun done? He survived not dying in a garbage truck. That is like, true. I it would make it would yeah it would make much track. it would make much more sense if they saved Kane and Braun fighting for for Royal Rumble or something like that and yeah. like say a ridiculous gimmick match where they could beat the crap out of each other like they could do you could easily have them compete in a garbage truck match you could just have them fight and then if you have to do the triple threat you can have them fight at Rumble and then that could be your fast lane match like. Give Finn this match, cause like, I, what's Finn doing? Nothing. Nothing. He's fighting the Miztourage. Yeah. He's fighting. That's the, gonna get him over. Mm-hmm. Him beating Curtis Axel, like now you must like him. And that's yeah. the thing is just like, like me, me. To, in my opinion, like I said, Braun versus Kane is a storyline in itself that doesn't need to worry about the championship. They want to determine who's the best monster. Why the hell are they going after the Universal Title? That doesn't yeah. mean anything. Like it, that shouldn't that shouldn't be like what they're focusing on. Like I said, you could do like an ambulance match or a garbage truck match, so that way you could do like crazy shit with them. Because obviously Kane doesn't work like he used to. Like he's always he's always been a strong worker, but he doesn't work like he's used to. He's he's not as athletic as he used to be um and Braun Strowman while he is athletic can't is not going to be able to run the match at his at his like cr- at a crazy pace so just turn it into a gimmick match have them beat the living hell out of each other then place Finn Balor in the universal title picture because again in kayfabe reasons and in like legitimate like ch- challengers like in in uh booking decisions like Finn Balor is your guy he should be your guy, and it doesn't make any sense why he's not your guy. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but now that we've wrapped up Monday Night Raw, let's move on to SmackDown Live, which 
opened up with AJ Styles, but before that we had a little segment of Sami Zayn <laughs> and Kevin Owens handing out flyers saying they were going to occupy SmackDown Live wearing Yep t-shirts starting the yep movement when i saw that on my screen i did like a double take i was like wait did i read that right like i, I was, was like, that, did that say yep that was hysterical i was like oh my god i love this because it's, it's like so it, funny how Sami Zayn saying yep during a promo like just got over uh-huh and kevin in them well like it's it was just it was just wonderful and that would build up to their their segment they had but AJ Styles finally got a little bit of time to build his storyline cuz remember he has a match in about a week so he well, finally no. got something so first of all i don't know if you noticed this but the WWE championship they removed the black underline on the logo and they replaced it with a black underline did you see well, that I am- I, I can guarantee you I would not I did not see that nor would I ever have seen that had you not have pointed it out to me. Yep, I was just like, what the what the hell happened to it? And I was like, I mean, I I don't necessarily think it looks bad. It just looks like it doesn't stand out. It's one of those changes where you were like, I don't know if this was really needed. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't. Really, it, di- it didn't really mean anything to me. I mean, maybe they could have changed. I would have thought if they would have done that, they would have made it blue for SmackDown. Or they didn't even like. They didn't even like say on SmackDown. Hey, Jeff Styles with his new belt. Like they didn't. Yeah, say, the newly designed like, WWE Championship belt. It's like, like you, didn't you didn't even mention it. it. So, so like, like, what's, what's the, the point? But the Singh brothers end up coming out and trying to say, like, we're done with Jinder Mahal. AJ's like, come on, let's hug it out. And he's like, they start hugging each other. He's like, not each other. Come up here and hug hug, hug Uncle Al. And next time I see AJ, next time I see AJ Styles, I want to call him Uncle Al. I'll probably get smacked in the face. I have an Uncle Al, and I like AJ Styles way more than I like my actual uncle. Okay. All right. We're getting personal on Ringmasters. That's okay. Sorry if you're listening to me. Family. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, the Singh brothers say they want to be in AJ's corner, saying we're done with Jinder Mahal. Um, I don't know which Singh it was, but one of the Singhs was just going after Jinder, just, like, ripping him to shreds. And the other one's like, calm down, calm down, calm down. It's like, his his feet smell like cheese or something like that. He's like, yeah, but cheese is pretty good. I don't know about you guys. Like, the, like they were doing a decent job. And then AJ's like, okay, okay. Here's the, here's this thing. He's like, I, I get you, but I got to ask you a real question. Why were you still on his side um, last week during the India tour? Which I thought was great. Especially because I had that same thought. Like, as soon as they started talking, I was like, you guys were just at each other at the India tour. Are they, are they always going to like pretend that didn't happen? And then he says it, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I, like, I really like that because, one, they could have easily just have had AJ be like, the Singh Brothers like, we're done hanging out with Jinder Mahal. We want to be hang out with you. And AJ would have been like, oh, that's nice of you. And then just started beating him up because that's what you would expect, like, the WWE baby face to do. But AJ yeah. actually caught them in a lie. So that way when he attacked them, it was it made sense because it was like they're plotting against me. Like, this is obviously – they don't mean anything that they're saying right now. Yeah, so, and, and I, I like the angle and I like how – I like the whole thing of it. Um, I, just, I thought it was weird. That like one one of the Singh brothers was like all against gender, while another one was like, yeah, but I mean we we like that or oh it wasn't that bad. I really thought they were gonna like have one go with AJ and one go with gender. Mm. I would I, I would happy they didn't. Yeah, I'm happy they didn't either. But like I feel like what that might build to 
I what I thought it was supposed to build to later in the night was that Jinder was backstage like, damn it, it didn't work, it didn't work, and then he just looks at the one Singh brother and is like, you were getting a little heated with the shit you were saying, weren't you? It's like you want to take some of that stuff back. Yeah, like oh, you looked a little too convincing out there. Uh Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was expecting to happen. It was just like it seemed like that's what was supposed to happen, but then there was just no mention. There was no mention of it later in the night. Are we gonna get Jinder versus the Singh brothers at Mania? We don't know. Is that Jinder's Mania match? I don't know. We have no idea, but. It's a one, yeah. So AJ says we're, we're, we are gonna have a one on one match, and then attacks the Singh brothers, and then after that segment we had Ruby Riot versus Charlotte. Um, Char- Natalia was at commentary, and Charlotte at- hit Natalia at commentary, and then Charlotte won by DQ because Natalia interrupted and started attacking Charlotte. Then Naomi returned and uh, attacked. And Naomi returned and attacked Natalia, and then the Riot Squad started to run away. But then the rest of the Lumberjacks came out and attacked the Riot Squad. So it's like this Lumberjack match that's being built up for Clash of Champions looks incredibly overbooked, in my opinion. It does, and especially when you know you have a match literally, a, literally less than 24 hours earlier. You had every single woman on the women's roster running out and getting involved and setting up what's going to be a lumberjack match as well. And that's the problem with these two stables debuting the same day doing the same things. You get the same results. Mm-hmm. You're still going to get the leader of that group feuding with somebody with all the women around them. Like It's going to be copy and paste, and that's my biggest issue with this. I'm happy. I'm really happy Ruby Riot is on the main roster. I think she deserves it. Don't know how I feel about the other two, but... I, I would say Liv Morgan. I, I'm happy to see Liv up there. You could have given her something else. That's true. That is true, but I'm just happy to see her. Like, that's the thing, though. I feel like I'd be, like, just as happy to see her, though, if she was just... If she started getting more stuff on NXT. Yeah. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, we, we're happy Liv is just getting exposed. But you could have just as easy of seen her getting the, that same attention on NXT and oh, yeah. then developing. No, yeah, you're you're absolutely right with that. You are absolutely right with that. And it's just like it's just kind of ridiculous, honestly. Now, if this all leads to a women's Royal Rumble match, then it's worth it. But even then, I think you could have done this better. Yeah, no, it it definitely could have been done better. Like I said, this is very, very crowded, and the SmackDown showed that it was like it. It loved its. They loved their non finishes because after this, we had Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin. First of all, Dolph actually had his entrance music, which I don't think was supposed to happen. Like, instead of it, like, record scratching out and then there's silence and then there was no song, he just walked out to his entrance song. It's like we completely, it's like we completely forgot the fact that he doesn't like entrances anymore, apparently. He seemed so checked out. Oh, 100%. Like, you could just tell in his eyes. He's like, I am so done with this place. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so Bobby Roode ends up interfering in the match and attacks Dolph Ziggler and then attacks Baron Corbin. Dolph wins by DQ. This was the second DQ in a row. And I was just like, yay for fall- for stupid finishes and yay for interference. Yay for WWE. This entire feud is weird. Mm-hmm. No, you're totally right. The United States Championship is in such a weird place right now. I just don't get why Dolph has to be there. No, yeah. Like, really... I understand he's on his way out the door, so, like, you know, use him while you have him. But 
I'm, yeah, I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming the reason why he's in this match is so Bobby Roode can get the pin on Dolph Ziggler and win the United States Championship. I hope so. Or if Baron does retain, he retains by pinning Dolph. Like, Dolph has taken the fall. Oh, I just yeah. don't understand, like, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like, I don't know. I just don't like this storyline. I see Bobby Roode winning at Clash Champions because I feel like we've done so little with him right now. And he's been on the main roster for about a month or two. Like, now would be the point if you want to start pushing him to do it now. Yeah, that'd be cool. Especially because you, you could have him win a Clash of Champions and then have him be... Because I just want to see him enter the Royal Rumble with the glorious music. That's all I want. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Now, maybe I can do that with the belt. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. But then we had one of the most heartbreaking news of the entire year... Like, of the entire year, this was the most heartbreaking news of all of pro wrestling, and that was that Fashion Files has been moved to be exclusively online. Was it sad? Like, No, fashion, not really. Fashion Files were great. I love Brizango, but it was getting kind of dumb. I mean, at, at this point, they weren't even making fun of, like, old, like, old, like, detective movie, show, TV shows and stuff like that. They were just mocking anything that was popular, like, with exactly. their Stranger, with their Stranger-er things. And like, I think, I think it could have, like, a lot of, like, kind of, like, Zack Ryder's, like, little YouTube series gimmick. I really think if you put that online, it would, and not give them, like, the five minutes they had on SmackDown, maybe. You could, if you're going to do it, you could give it, it could be really good with time. And give it a little bit more freedom to, like, do a lot more stuff. Exactly. That's not limited I, by your writing staff. I wouldn't be upset if they made it a network-exclusive show, like, every, like, That seems Tuesday like something they would do. Fashion Files. Yeah, that seems like something they would do. And then one last thing, too, that I wanted to say, I was looking for it in my notes, was that it was determined that the fashion file, I mean, the, the uh, Brizango will be taking on the Bludgeon Brothers at Clash of Champions. Yes, called it. Yep, I mean, it's been building with their, with their segments for a while, yes. and we're finally getting this match that was being built up through fashion files, so... I really think they should have destroyed Ascension first, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, you, you thought they should have just like. Yeah, they should. Well, I mean, I should've... thought it would have been nice if they faced them this week instead of like them facing more jobbers. Yeah. However, however, these jobbers were awesome because one of them was Colin Delaney. Who? Oh, so I feel terrible see, right now. So Colin Delaney uh, wrestled for WWE in like 2009. He was with ECW, and he was like. To pushed as like this horrible, horrible like twig wrestler who like was like the best buddies with Tommy Dreamer, and he would take on Kane and Mark Henry and Big Daddy V and all these big giants, and would get destroyed. And his whole storyline was Colin Delaney cannot win, and Tommy Dreamer is not helping him. So then he like turns on Tommy Dreamer, and and then he got and then he got released, and we didn't see him until Tuesday. Huh, that's interesting. And, and I heard, and I, it was funny because I was watching the match and I I didn't hear that. I saw that there were two jobbers and looked back down on my phone. I was like, oh, back to doing what I was doing. And then I all of a sudden I hear Corey Graves say, Colin Delaney. And I'm like, wait, what? And I look up and sure enough, it's Colin Delaney who looks really good. And I really hope this gives, bring him back. If nothing <laughs> else, give him James Ellsworth's spot. Like, exactly, there really you go. I happy to see him back. Yeah, there you go. Um, one of the jobbers... Like in the when they did their when the Bludgeon Brothers did their finisher, screamed like a motherfucker. Like he just got lifted up, lifted up, and you just heard. Ah! The one with the beard, because that was Colin Delaney. Oh, was that him? That's amazing. Yeah. 
That was a great addition by them on by him. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I was like, really awesome. I don't know. I, I I think I liked it way more than anyone else would like it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I think it was a good. I mean, for people who remembered who he was, because like I said, I had no, I did not remember who he was. Um, probably was nice to see him at least. Yeah. And it builds a little bit more for Bludgeon Brothers with them getting another job or victory, and then they, they, they have an actual. A, they gave him a little. Uh, they gave him a backstage interview on the YouTube channel. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, but after that was the Yep movement. Daniel Bryan, uh, well, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens come out, tries to do the Yep movement, like saying like all this stuff that they're being held down, and then they just like have Sami go Yup, and like the crowd was so in with this. Like I was so behind this. I thought this was amazing. I'm like, put that T-shirt on sale now. Yeah, are you gonna buy it? If they do, I probably will. Honestly. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice, it's a good shirt. It's cool. I mm-hmm. like it. I have the yes one and the no one, um, but it's the no one that they made where like, cause they had two designs of the no shirt when it first happened. It was first, it was the no with like the white text, white background and the like, just like standing out in front of the yes. And then they had the one where it was like scotch tape put over the yeses spelled no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the one I have. Um, but yeah. I have neither of them. Oh, uh, where's your support for Daniel Bryan? I, I, that was back when I had no money and oh. still have no money. Okay, but. okay. <laughs> Got to save it for your Kenny Omega shirts. Exactly. No, but um, yeah, so Daniel Bryan ends up coming out um, when they call out for people to flood the ring like Daniel Bryan's yes movement. He's like, everyone, come down to the ring. We are going to occupy SmackDown Live, and he calls for everyone to come out. Daniel Bryan is the only one who comes out, and then um, he's like, you know what? Like, we didn't know who would come. We thought maybe hundreds or thousands of people would come. But it doesn't matter. We got the main man. We got Daniel Bryan here. And then he's just like, what are you guys doing? And he's like, we're doing what you did. Like, we are being treated unfairly just like you were. We are being abused and we are being, like, screwed over just like you were. And we're trying to start an uprising just like you did. We're, we're, we're this, this, because imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, obviously. And yeah, he's like, absolutely. we're just like you. And Daniel Bryan goes, we are nothing like you are nothing like me. He's like, the yes movement was about them, not about me. It was about giving them what they wanted. And he's like, we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. There's, they're in there a little bit, but like, it's mostly about us. Like, we're just, we're, we're switching it around a little bit. So Daniel Bryan obviously shows the fact that he has, has a, so he's like, listen, I know how talented you guys are. You guys busted your ass on the independence to get to here. I, I understand that struggle. So, um, and I want this to be a fair match. So Daniel Bryan makes himself the second guest referee. So now we have two referees in this match between, with Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. Just weird. It uh, it is, and I know this. I know this hasn't happened before. They said this is. I don't think this has ever happened before, but I'm pretty sure it has. It's I, had. It's happened before, and Shane McMahon was in was involved. <laughs> oh, when, what a shocker! What yeah, a shocker I don't, I don't that know one. the exact time, but I know they've had two referee spots before, and Shane was one of them. Wonderful, but yeah, I mean, what do you see what, happening with this whole thing? I mean, I see. I really think it's going to end up with um, one of them having an instance where. Uh, something happens where one of like either, probably, let's just say for the sake of this argument, we'll do Kevin and Randy uh, both get in like a pinning situation, and w- they both count the pin for the other guy, or it's not, it happens where there is a DQ finish 
And it's Shane says, you know, Kevin and Sammy got DQ'd, so Randy and Nakamura win. And then Daniel Bryan says, no, Randy and Nakamura got disqualified. Kenny and uh, or Kenny, Kevin and Sam win. That's what I think is going to happen. It's one of those two outcomes. Um, and it's going to set up uh, a Daniel Bryan heel run, I think. That's what I think. That's still crazy to me that that's considered heelish, though. That he that he's siding with the wrestlers. Yeah, no, it, and it is. It's so like it's so weird to think that the and guy who's it, trying not to get people fired is the bad. And guy. And that's the thing too is that like I feel like and I di- I didn't mention this last week, but I just I feel like going into this, this is like trying to turn the Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin heel. It's not yeah. gonna work. Nobody is yes. gonna stop cheering him. Well, and it's and, and you know if Nakamura had the same popularity that he had when he first came up, you could probably pull the trigger with a Daniel Bryan heel turn. But Nakamura has lost so much steam, and Randy Orton, like Randy Orton's that weird guy who will never get booed, but also you can do whatever you want to him, and you are not going to get booed. Mm-hmm. It's all and, because it's all because of that finisher. Yeah, and and you know it's. If they if it ends up with Daniel Bryan doing something heelish, like if he gets involved and screws Randy and Nakamura, then I mean obviously they're still not gonna he'll get booed I think, um, but it's not gonna be because people don't like him. It's because they're like oh we're gonna boo you because we're supposed to and we respect you. But no, you're never gonna actually get people to turn on Daniel Bryan. Yeah, no, it's not gonna work. That's the thing, which is why I think having a Daniel Bryan turn heel is a horrible idea. And I just don't think it will will work. What if they're swerving us and Shane McMahon turns heel inside? Then it's a goddamn blessing. It's a blessing (laughs) in disguise because fuck Shane McMahon. Well, Um, no, he'd be be teaming. He'd be siding with Kevin and Sami Zayn. After he almost killed himself jumping off a cell and after Kevin Owens made fun of his kids. Yeah. Because he can't defend his his kids' honor because he's (laughs) such a dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But after that, we had Rusev and Aiden English versus the Usos. They continued with the uh, the 12 Days of Rusev, but starting at 8 for no reason. Um, I saw, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Ross made um, a 12 Days of Rusev video in response to them starting it. He's like, I wanted to finish what you started. So he did it, and he made a giant 12 Days of Rusev and did the whole thing, and it was amazing. It was hysterical. He tweeted it at Rusev, and Rusev responded. Did, were, did any of the uh, ones in SmackDown nope, make the cut? none oh. of them. And honestly, they were pretty They were pretty lackluster. However, I there, there was like, and a big victory over the Usos was, was a good spot, though. But it was like, you, um... It's just like they, a lot of them they couldn't have u- used like five babushkas rest in peace. <laughs> oh no. There was one uh what did he say? Three hindered genders. I thought that made me Yeah, that cool. was funny. Um they were just they were just he just did a really great job and I loved how Rusev responded and retweeted him saying happy Rusev day Ross. And then he's like, "Can someone have this engraved on my tombstone?" And then the next then for one of his WTF moments, he makes the shirt out of the tweet. That's awesome. Like he's like he's such a smart guy in terms of that. And I wouldn't be surprised if he starts selling those because that's, Ross is that's the level of like that's the level of fame I can only dream Ringmasters gets where oh my I can God, tweet yeah. at a wrestler, they tweet back and me put that as as a shirt. Like uh, yeah, throw that on pro wrestling tees. No. Yeah. Shout shout out to Ross though, like killing the game cuz he just he he knows his audience and he knows how to 
do a really good job at what he does, and he kills it every single time. But yeah, Rusev and Aiden English get a second win uh, in a row, this time over the Usos. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm hoping that the Rusev and Aiden end up going over because now they've beaten the Usos and they've beaten the uh, did they beat the New Day? No, right? Did yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They beat they beat the New Day last week and then the Usos this week. Okay, so which I'm, is why they won't win Sunday. I know, but I'm like. But I'm hopeful. There's a small, there's a small, like little bit bit inside of me that's saying they're gonna win. And if they win, to be honest, to be honest, there's really no team that could that does win that I'm I'm upset about. I like all these guys, you know. uh, But I I I I really really want Rusev Day to get what they deserve. I think the big thing with this is like, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I love all of these teams. My only thing is just like I kind of want the tag titles on someone new because yeah. they've been flip-flopped a little bit between Dan- the New Day and Usos incredibly stellar feud. No taking away from what they've done. They've done an amazing job of what with their feud that's lasted at least like 5 or 6 months. They've done a crazy good job with that. Um now now though I feel like it's the time to start off with a new team and especially Especially with a team like Rusev and English, who have already shown to be over, and um, is a team that you could hot shot to do like some crazy cool, great stuff because they've already proven that they can go. And then like, you could have them hold the belts for two months and then have them lose to Gable and Benjamin. Like I'd nah, be fine with I, that. But like, I think I think whoever wins this match is just going to drop it to Bludgeon Brothers at Rumble. I that's agree. I agree. Prediction. But like, that's the thing too. You could hold it for two months and then have them lose to Bludgeon Brothers. It doesn't matter. I still say just give them the titles. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm de- look, listen. I'm definitely down for giving Rusev and Aiden English a championship just for the sake of giving them a championship. I'm all for that. I just think Bludgeon Brothers beating the Usos or New Day make make them look stronger, but. That being said, I am all for the Rusev Day train or, you know, station wagon or Humvee or unicycle or whatever you want to make it. But give tank. them the tag team championships. <laughs> yeah, the Rusev and Aiden English tank. The Rusev Day tank. Yes. Can we please get that at Mania? Can we just get him come out on a tank with Rusev Day just spray painted on the side? And while he's riding it down the aisle way, Aiden English has a live microphone and he's just doing a, the epic – Rusev Day anthem. Yeah, what if he? What if they just managed him driving the? If he could do this, like I, I know he probably can't, but like they'd have to move really fast. If he just held it's Rusev Day as they just all came down the ramp until they got inside the ring. I like it. Yeah. And have the tank shoot a cannonball that explodes into fireworks that spells out Rusev Day in the sky. Uh huh. Or just like the the Bulgarian flag. Yes. Yeah, but then after, backstage, Jinder Mahal attacked AJ Styles with the Singh brothers, so there's the last laugh before this final match, which should be fine. I really don't want to touch on it too much because, like I said, it should just be fine. Yeah, um, AJ's going over. Yeah, he is. And then finally, the main event, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens. The ref gets knocked out by Kevin Owens, and then Daniel Bryan makes himself the referee. He's thrown on the shirt, and then Kevin Owens um, goes for the—I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura goes for the pinfall. Daniel Bryan takes like a like two two and a half seconds to actually get inside the ring and make the count, and then Kevin Owens kicks out. Um, 
Then Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn keeps trying to get interfere. Randy Orton's like knocking him out of the way. Shinsuke's knocking him out of the way. Then a pop up power bomb, and then Daniel, I mean uh, Daniel Bryan makes the three count. Kevin Owens goes over, and then like they like they they just go back upstage, and then they, they're like, "This is the yup movement, yup, yup, yup." And then Sammy gets in front of Kevin and just starts like splashing the, himself with him, flashing with his shirt with the yup shirt while like he's twerking like the New Day. It was really weird. He was just like, yup, yup, yup. And he was just like, Sammy was going nuts. But Yeah, it, it was it was really funny. I really like them as a team. Um, I, I really think the yep movement, like, and I know we're, we both really like Sammy Zayn, but I feel like that, that just screams a, a Kevin Owens idea. Like, oh, Sammy, you know the yep movement. Like, because I really think, even with this feud and this push of Sami Zayn, it was obvious that with booking, Sami was still kind of like floundering due to, due to poor booking decisions. No, yeah, and I would and I would love it if Kevin was like, "Listen, this is gonna get us. This is this is a great idea. Let's take that yep and make a T-shirt." Like I don't know that I just and, and you might not feel the same way, but it just screamed a Kevin Owens idea to me. That that might be the case, yeah. But like, here's my thing: it's just like. Yeah, Sami Zayn, like, he lost last week on on SmackDown Live. So, like, yeah, obviously he's the one that's taking the blunt end of the punishments and stuff like that. Um, but that's the same thing where you could be, like, obviously Kevin Owens is booked to be the bigger of the two because, like, all this kind of stuff. But that could lead to Kevin helping Sami get a title. Like, that's the big thing. Whether it be right. the United States title or, in my opinion, what he more deserves, the WWE title. It's just like... I, I really think... That, you know, Bobby will go over sometime, either this month or next month, you'll get the belt. That will lead to Bobby versus Sammy at Mania. And I really think we could do Kevin versus AJ at Mania, the rematch. This one would be better. And we could get, we could end the night with both of them as champions. I think that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But again, however, I do want AJ versus Nakamura. So I'm still on that train. Exactly. But I wouldn't be upset if we got that instead. No, yeah, I, I wouldn't be too bad if we got that either. Um, but that was this week of Raw and SmackDown. And before we wrap up the show, because there's um, one big thing we want to talk about specifically, we're going to go into Chad's world of New Japan Pro Wrestling because Chris Jericho uh, last week sh- showed up for the first time live at New Japan Pro Wrestling and beat the shit out of Kenny Omega. And then continuing on that, late er, earlier in the week, uh, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho had a had a uh, press conference, and Ke- uh, Chris Jericho threw a table, just threw up through the table at Kenny Omega. Now I've I've seen I got to see the videos of this happen, and I was super behind it. Um, obviously, like I said, I haven't seen a Kenny Omega match. Um, I haven't seen much of New Japan, but Chris Jericho being on the show has me super hyped for Wrestle Kingdom. Um, this is coming from a guy, like I said, who hasn't watched much New Japan. Now, Chad, looking at this at this feud specifically, building up to Wrestle Kingdom, what do you think of this so far? I am so excited for it. Um, you know, he said uh, Chris Jericho was the, talked about uh, Naito and Ken, and uh, Okada's uh, IWGP world title main event at Wrestle Kingdom and he said who like who the hell is Naito like I'm the main event Alpha Omega is the main event and you know 
Uh, obviously, I'm never going to say that anything that Kenny that Okada does is not the main event. Okada is incredible, but as far as trying to to reel in new fans uh, and new people from like America who only watch WWE. That, that he's right. That's what's going to do it. This match because you know Kenny Omega is is popular because of that Wrestle Kingdom match that everyone raved about, and you know, and Chris Jericho is Chris Jericho, and they're doing such a great job selling this match, and I am super excited for it. Jericho is doing great heel work, and it's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, it's working for me because, like I said, I'm I'm reeled in for this Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and 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 I I was reeled in before, but I mean that match definitely didn't hurt it. Like I will, like as soon as that got announced, I think that this puts this year's Wrestle Kingdom, and this is going to be a bold statement, but I think this Wrestle Kingdom is the most important Wrestle Kingdom they've ever put on. Ooh, that's a big point. And it's because, and it's because you have an opportunity to grab those new fans and start making a name for yourself in the United States and get that market. And I think if New Japan can pull this off, I would not be surprised as in like five years they are going toe-to-toe with, with WWE. I think that's a big statement, yeah. And it's it's huge to think that too because like when you think about it too, like I said, it's the leader of Bullet Club versus Chris Jericho. So like not only are you introducing fans to all these guys that they've never seen before and all these guys like uh, all these guys that you've never seen in this new style of pro wrestling and this new company but a lot of people even though they have the t-shirts even though they have they know the too sweet uh, even though they know who they are don't watch that much bullet club yeah so and- now they're gonna be able to see bullet club on an actual legitimate like japanese show and, and, and a, the biggest one of the year, too. So, like, that's the thing, too, is that, like, a lot of people who say, like, yeah, Bullet Club, too sweet, but, like, don't know too much about Bullet Club are now going to be able to see what Bullet Club actually is. Right. And you look at the card for this Wrestle Kingdom, and you, the Young Bucks are going after a title. Cody Rhodes is defending the Ring of Honor title against Kota Ibushi. Um, oh, are you, are you are you kidding me? Is he actually? No, that's a, that's a thing. Like, Shit. He's defending the Ring of Honor title against Kota Ibushi. Uh, Marty Skrull is, going, is facing off in a fatal four-way. Yeah, for, for, for a bell. Like, so many recognizable names that like people from the states will recognize are in this match and i really think this card could change the game as far as what wrestling competition is uh at right now and kazushka okada and uh tetsuya naito the story that they are telling like for that match is like Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega are going to pull him in and Okada and Naito are going to keep him there. Like this match, I guarantee these two, this entire card is going to be card of the year, but I guarantee you those two matches are going to be off this uh, from another planet as for levels of good. Yeah. And I'm, I am very, I'm very excited to see this show. And I do believe that I, I do want to say that I'm pretty sure that we're planning on doing some, uh, reactions to the yes. Wrestle Kingdom show. Yes, we're, we are. Yeah, we're yeah. going to be watching it. Um, I'm hoping before then uh, we can have me watch uh, o- Okada versus Omega before that. You will definitely watch that beforehand because yeah. that's an important match that you will really get you into the mood for what to expect for Wrestle Kingdom. I think that would be, yeah, that's what I was hoping to. So we're hoping to have those up on the YouTube channel 
when they come around. So be sure to look forward to that. But, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for us at Ringmasters. Um, in terms of WWE, certain stuff um, like Woken Matt Hardy is exciting and seeing Sammy and Kevin Owens uh, possibly working with something with Daniel Bryan is somewhat interesting. Um, but the rest of WWE is floundering in my opinion. And there's a lot of other stuff happening in the world of pro wrestling. That's a lot more exciting. And I think that, well, you know, my feeling I've been saying that for a for a while now, but yeah, I agree, you know, and it's not too late, you know, it's mania seasons right on the corner. So we'll, we'll start seeing like the excitement amp up, but as far as what's happening right now, yeah, pretty lackluster. Yeah. And in terms of the Royal rumble, I'm sure that'll start building up, but, um, yeah, and then we, of course, have Clash Champions on Sunday, so that could pull something out of the bag. Um, but in terms of that, like, I feel like it seems incredibly predictable, but um, I want them to show... I want the Tag Team Championship match to show me a good, good, great performance. I want AJ and, and Jinder to have a decent match, have AJ go over clean. Like, don't even try to do this again um, where you screw over AJ. Um, and then have Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens win, and then have like Shane and Daniel butt heads or something like that. I don't care, but just make sure Sami and Kevin win. Um, other than that, like, yeah, I mean, Clash of Champions. I'm hoping is at least good. I'm not hope. I'm not looking for too much. I'm just hoping for a good, solid show. That's all I'm hoping for. Me too. Just something to entertain me. If you want to throw like a you know a Carmella cash in or something to really to to put over the top, by all means do it. But I agree. I just want I just want it to be a decent show because for the most part the matches are besides the the tag team match, uh, the tag team titles, the rest of the card is super predictable in my opinion. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, yeah, that's I agree. But yeah, so that's gonna do it for us for Ringmasters. Obviously, you can make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube and or SoundCloud, both if you're awesome, um, so you don't miss any episode of Ringmasters or any future content coming to the YouTube channel. You can follow me on Twitter at szoomer4. You can follow Chad at thechad100. And follow the Ringmasters official Twitter account at ringmasterspod. And also, real quick shout-out uh, to our editor, Grant, who has been killing it the last oh, few man. weeks. Um, Real MVP. Oh, by far, yeah. he's yeah. yeah, he was able to show up even though the snow tried to keep us all out. But, yeah, big shout-out to Grant, who kills it every single week he, we do this. He record. He, he edits, like five other podcasts in a week then and our podcast i guarantee you wouldn't sound nearly as good if i was editing it so oh no 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 no. i don't think we give him enough credit not at all yeah but he deserves every bit of credit that he gets so yeah big shout out to him and uh hope you have a great christmas break too yeah but yeah thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you guys next time ho ho ho